blessed be the Lord of salvation be exalted. The Lord reigneth. The blessed be the Lord of salvation be exalted. The Lord reigneth. The blessed be the Lord of salvation be exalted. The Lord reigneth. The Lord let the God of our salvation be exalted. The Lord let the God of our salvation be exalted. Lord over my life. Lord over my life. Lord over my life. 
Lord over my life. Lord over my life. Lord over my life. Hallelujah. There's only one. Hallelujah. He's worthy. There's only one. Hallelujah. You got to really praise him on this morning. You got to believe it. There's only one. Hallelujah. There's only one. Hallelujah. There's only one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise on this morning. Hallelujah. There's only one. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to stop right there. Hallelujah. 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 We're not going to stop right there. Thank you, Lord. We want the spirit to break out on this morning. Hallelujah. As we go into this song. Hallelujah. Our Father, all of heaven, rose your name. Sing louder. Let this place erupt with praise. Can you hear it? The sound of heaven touching earth. Oh, the sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father, all of heaven, rush your name, sing louder. Let this place be Can you hear it? Hear the sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father, all of heaven, rush your name. Sing louder, let this place be Can you hear it? Hear the sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. The sound of heaven touching earth. Our Father, all of heaven rose your name. Sing louder, let this place be Can you hear it? Hear the sound, the sound of heaven touching earth. Spirit break out, break our walls down. Spirit break out. Heaven come down, Holy Spirit. Spirit break out. Heaven come down, break our walls down. Holy Spirit. Spirit break out. And heaven come down. Heaven come down. Holy Spirit. Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Break our walls down. Sing Holy Spirit. Spirit, break out. Holy Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Break our walls down. Holy Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Break our walls down. Holy Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Break our walls down. Hol
spirit break down. Heaven come down. Heaven come down. Sing King Jesus. King Jesus. You're the name with your glory. Your glory. Shaking up the we want to see, we want to see your kingdom here, we want to see your kingdom here, we want to see your King Jesus, you're the name with your glory, your glory, shaking up the revival, we want to see, we want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your kingdom here. King Jesus. You're the name of your glory. Your glory. We want to see. We want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your king. We Come on, keep it right there. Keep it right there. Come on. Yes, hallelujah. Spirit, we need the Holy Spirit. Come on, to break out, to break our walls down. Come on, how many need a move of God in your life right now? Come on, we need a move of God right now. Come on, let's just worship. Let's just praise. Let's just magnify his name. Shaking up the atmosphere. Come on. How many need a revival? A revival. We want to see your kingdom here. King Jesus. Your glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey Sometimes you just got to just give it over to God. It's in the worship setting. It's where you get to release all that stuff that you're going through. And you can sense the presence of God in this place right now. And I just want to tell you, whatever it is, remember this. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. And can I tell you something? He will fight for you. But you got to believe. See, what we do oftentimes, we, we rely on human means and not godly means. But I want to say to somebody here today, if you trust God, if you believe God today, whatever your giant is this morning, God will cause you to conquer that giant. Hallelujah. The spirit of God is moving in this place right now. 
And we need the spirit of God to break out. Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Give God hand clap of praise. As we prepare our hearts and mind for the Lord's Supper, remember it's time to evaluate your life and examine what's going on in your heart to make sure that you're in right standings with God because this time is a holy time and we hear to remember him, the work that he has done on the cross. It's time to evaluate your life and make sure that you're in fellowship with, with, with God. That as we remember this time, Lord's Supper is to remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For in 1 Corinthians 11.23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I had delivered to you, that the Lord in the night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup. Also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat the bread and drink the cup, you have proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord, in an unworthy manner, shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in so doing, he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, uh, and drinks judgment in, into himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. God, thank you for this opportunity to drink and eat in remembrance of you. We pray for every soul that's represented here today, that their life be always examined, not only on this day, but every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Blood, the blood that gives me strength, gives me strength from day. 
opportunity to examine ourselves and our life and make sure that we repent of any sins in our life and we turn that we may be grateful to what God has done on the cross and take this time to do so. For the night he was betrayed, he said, take this bread, for it is my body. Do eat in remembrance of me. And he took the cup. He said, for this is my blood. Do drink in remembrance of me. Thank you for partaking of the Lord's Supper. Right now, we ask that, that our God and Savior look upon this as a holy thing and a connection to him as an opportunity to remind ourselves what he did on the cross. So we thank Jesus right now. Thank you for the, the, the cross that he bare, that we may have a right to the tree of life. We thank you. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Never lose its power. Never lose its power. The blood will. Never lose its power. Hallelujah. Come on and worship the Lord. Come on, say the blood will. Oh, hallelujah. I'm so glad that he hung on the cross for me. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. You ought to be grateful and thankful that he hung and bled, died on the cross for you and me. Hallelujah. Somebody said it wasn't nothing but the blood of Jesus that made us whole. Nothing but the blood of Jesus that washes all away my sin. 
Hallelujah. You ought to just tell God, thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross. Come on and tell him thank you. Come on and worship the Lord. Has he been good to you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that the blood will never lose its power. Hallelujah. Come on and say thank you, Jesus. Come on and tell him thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You ought to be grateful this morning. You ought to be thankful this morning because it was nothing but the blood. Hallelujah. The blood is keeping us. Hallelujah. The blood is restoring us. Hallelujah. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blood, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. When I wanted to lose my mind, the blood of Jesus kept us, y'all. Hallelujah. I should have been dead and gone, but the blood of Jesus kept us, y'all. Come on and tell the Lord. Come on and tell the Lord. Thank you. For his shedded blood. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the blood. <laughs> come on, if it had not been for the blood of Jesus, come on, y'all. Sins would not be forgiven. Hallelujah. We wouldn't be standing righteously before God. You know, one thing about blood, it stains. Come on, somebody. And that's the beautiful thing about the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can't remove the blood. Amen. That's that Jesus gave on Calvary, Calvary's cross. Amen. He gave his life as a ransom so that we might have the free gift of eternal life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. I want to tell you something. Uh, when you're young, you don't, you, you, you hear about the blood. You know, back in, in, in the church age, church history, uh, it, it tells us that when you study it, when they were talking about eating of his body and drinking of his blood, they thought that Christianity was about cannibalism. But they didn't understand that there was something different, y'all. The, the beautiful thing about God, the beautiful thing about Jesus is this. Once he did it on Calvary, it was done. Amen. His righteousness now is imputed on us. His righteousness now has been propitiated for us. And now we have a right to eternal life in Christ Jesus. Uh, that may not make sense right now. But listen, the days that we're living in. The Bible says in Matthew 24 that there will be wars and rumors of wars. And we see what's happening right now, current day events. There's a full-blown war going on where people are dying. And I failed to pray for the Ukraine as in, our, in our 9 o'clock service, as I said I would, but I uh, just got sidetracked a little bit. But um, I'm going to pray for them. We're going we're to agree today. We're going to, at the end of this service today, I want us to pause 
for a moment of silence, but we're going to pray that the Lord will fight their battle for them. It's a David and Goliath situation over there. You have, you have Russia, who is the giant, and then you have Ukraine, uh, who is it like a David. But we know that if the battle is the Lord's, we're going to believe for, because there are believers there. And what we want to do is intercede for the believers as there. Amen. And so maybe if there's one righteous in the city, come on. Come on, Sodom and Gomorrah. Come, come on. Amen. If there's one righteous there, that God would hear our prayers. We, 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 they're in a catch-22 because any country that gets in that fight becomes part of that fight. And so that's, the, that's what's going on. So pay attention to current events. reason why you want to pay attention to current events because it does link to the Bible times. Amen. Um, directly, it, it does not have anything to do with, biblical, with a biblical prophecy, but, but it's almost like a prototype. Amen. Uh, we know that during the tribulation time, there will be 10 kings who will rule the earth. Amen. And then after those 10, there'll be one who will stand up to rule, and that will be the Antichrist. Amen. We, the church, praise Jesus, will not be here. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Oh, I wish I had somebody. We, the church, will not be here. We will be in heaven. Uh, receiving our rewards and our assignment for the next thing to come. Uh, and oh, what a day will be uh, when we see Jesus. Oh, what a day it will be when we behold his face to worship him, as the, the, the writer says in the book of John, holy, 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 the God who was, who is, and who is to come. Amen. Holy, holy, holy. And that's what we anticipate in spite of what's going on. Amen. Um, so we want to pause and pray. We want to pause and be that, that mediator between Ukraine and the Lord. Amen. And if I know other people are praying and things like that, but I want to be strategic about praying for them. And then I want to say good morning again to everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you watching online, those of you who came for the experience, what a what an amazing day it's been so far. Amen. Um, we've had a great weekend. Uh, I want to thank all of our leaders. Uh, thank God for you. We had a great leadership training on yesterday, uh, meeting on yesterday. We discussed what's next. That was the theme of our meeting. Uh, and we came up with some great uh, ideas and some new things that we're getting ready to put in place uh, post-pandemic, uh, but we're going to move slowly, okay? Uh, so right now, I will let you know that we're opening up for more than 15 people, amen? Praise God for that. Um, but we are going to wear our masks, though, amen? I just think we're going to do that in phases, okay? <laughs> if you need to breathe, just pull it down and breathe, and then, you know, right? But But listen, just we're going to move slowly to uh, to that point. OK, we are going to see what these numbers look like. OK, um, we're going to get some things put in place for us. But listen, I just believe that God is going to bless us to get back to where uh, we need to be. Amen. Uh, on Wednesday, we begin our road to resurrection fast. Amen. Road to resurrection fast. We are 
this 40 days, we're giving up uh, meat, uh, sweets and sugar and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to go into fasting and praying. I do have a fasting guide book here for you. Um, I'm not sure if we have enough, um, but we're going to give, give, give them out uh, today. Those of you who need one, just raise your hand. We'll get you one. We begin on March 9th. And we will end on April 17th, amen, 2022. Uh, this fasting guidebook is geared towards giving you um, a roadmap to uh, what we're asking God for. If you, if you look at it, um, it, it has, uh, this year I'm believing God for my family, my career, school, my ministry, and myself. And you can write out what you're asking God for. In addition to fasting, what we're going to do, what we're, what, what I'm suggesting that you do is that you find you a habit that, you know, those habits we have and you give it up for 40 days. Uh, maybe something that you do, something that you trying to get rid of in your life. But let me explain to you what fasting is. Fasting is denying your flesh so that your voice can be heard in heaven. Imagine if I told you this, if you deny your flesh, if you deny yourself of something that you want in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, that he hears your voice directly, you have a direct line, would you do it? All right. How many of you want some things change in your life? Fasting is how you do it. Fasting is how you get your breakthrough. So whatever it is that you're trying to rid yourself of, I believe that it begins right here. Now, we will start on Wednesday and we'll end on Resurrection Sunday. For the non-Christian or the immature Christian or the weak Christian, uh, Resurrection means Easter Sunday. All right? So some people are like, well, I don't know what Resurrection Sunday is. It's Easter Sunday, what the world calls it. Okay, but we call it Resurrection Sunday. Imagine making a mockery of the day that Jesus resurrected from the dead for our sins, calling it Easter. Okay, now the time of Easter was for the goddess, the futility goddess. In other words, they were using that to take the light off of the fact that Christ rose. Come on, help me, somebody. On Resurrection Sunday. People say, oh, Pastor, don't want to go with the Lord. No, nope. I want to call it what it is. He rose on the third day. And can I say this? Paul says, without the resurrection, our preaching is in vain. Our living is in vain. Everything we do is in vain. Without the resurrection, we have no power. You know why I'm able to keep going? Resurrection power. Amen. Not resuscitation, but resurrection power. So we're going forward with that. Let me give you something else on the calendar. On Resurrection Week, which is Passion Week, amen, we will have revival. Amen. We will have revival. Now, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to figure it out, okay? Because we have students from the seminary that will be preaching. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna every night, but we but we're gonna be timely, okay? You know how we do it: seven to eight, eight fifteen, uh, 
Amen. I say 8.15. 7 to 8.15, we'll have revival every night. Every night, Monday through Friday. Amen. And I'll get you the dates. And then on the Sunday before resurrection, we will be celebrating 20 years as a seminary. Come on, y'all. Amen. 20-year anniversary for TEB Seminary. We've been educating, equipping, educating, and transforming for 20 years. 20 years. I'm going to say it one more time. 20 years. God has allowed us to educate pastors, preachers, lay people around the world, not just the country, around the world. We have students all over the country now. It's been a prayer of mine, and God has answered that prayer for 20 years. God has blessed us. And listen, I want to tell you something. Um, we're going to be celebrating at 2 p.m. On, on that Sunday. We'll get the dates for you. Listen, I can't wait, amen, to just sit and look at the fruit of our labor. We have so many, so many students who have come through TB, and their lives have changed. Some people have joined this church through TB Seminary, amen, because we encountered each other through the TB Seminary. And listen, God is so faithful, amen, and he's so good, saints. Can I tell you something? Um, there was a point in, in, my, in my journey where the seminary had become very burdensome to me, and the devil really was attacking me. And I quit. I said, I'm done. I ain't teaching nobody no more. I, I, you know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you partner with bad apples, hello, somebody. Or when you believe in people and they're not what they say they are, try, let me help somebody. Let me hope somebody today. Um, when they show you one way and then they're another way behind closed doors, you say, I made a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake. It was exactly what I was supposed to do. Um, but because I've learned from that experience. I quit. I said, I ain't teaching nobody. I, I'm done. I'm going to teach my church. That's it. It was the most miserable year of my life. Everything started going under. Some of you may need to take a look at that right now. If everything is going under, maybe you're not being obedient to God and what he's calling you to do, to your assignment. I would have never thought that 20 years later, we would be here where we are. We're fully accredited. Come on. Y'all not hearing me. Amen. We have, like I told you, we have students all over the world. And God is doing a great thing to TB Seminary. But I want to encourage you this way. Just because it gets hard doesn't mean you quit. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean God didn't call you to do it. Now, had I given up, we wouldn't be having this conversation today. But how many lives would not be changed because of it? But here's something I want to give you. Anything that is of God will remain. It will last Amen. And so I encourage you this way, saints, whatever you feel that God has called you to do, stick to that. 
I see people jump from one thing to another, to another, to another. They're riding what I call the wave. Before you even open your mouth to say, God told me to do this, go into prayer. Seek his face. And when it gets tough, know that it's him who's going to help you through those tough areas of your life. Amen. I encourage you, saints, to keep on doing the work of God. Amen. Uh, we're going to, we were supposed to be doing our first fruit offering collections today. Amen. Supposed to. But we've extended it to next Sunday. Amen. Next Sunday, we'll celebrate our Usher's annual day along with first fruit day. Amen. Usher's annual greeters and security. Amen. And so, um, you know, somebody said, well, Pastor, I had my money today. I said, you better get that thing now. Amen. Put that thing in there. Amen. Today, get your blessing. Amen. That's what I, that's, that's what I did because I thought it was this Sunday too. Amen. So if you have your first fruits, first fruit gifts today, you can send it in. Amen. And we're going to, we're going to be a, we're going to bless the Lord with it. Amen. I've already decided what I'm going to do. My wife and I, we've decided what we're going to do. And I want you to know that first fruit is you're sowing a seed in, in, in hopes, in believing that your harvest is going to be great this year. How many of you want a financial breakthrough? I think everybody here needs a financial breakthrough, right? All right. Unless you just balling and you don't need no more. Amen. But I need more so I can be a blessing. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, amen, to get ready for worship giving now. Amen. We're going to make ready for worship giving now as we prepare our hearts to give. Also, if you did not uh, get a book, we'll get you one, but also we'll make it available uh, on PDF. Amen. So that way you can, uh, if you want to, if you're a digital kind of person, Amen. Also, I want to thank the men. Give the men a hand, y'all. Amen. Give the brothers a hand. Listen, I want to tell you, uh, God is bringing our men back, y'all. Um, I'm so grateful for that. Um, we had one to be restored today. Prodigal has returned. Um, and then to see the men this morning when I pulled up uh, in the parking lot, making sure everything is open, making sure the church is being done right. Uh, listen, I just want to thank God for you. Uh, I want to ask you all to keep praying for the men of this church, the Impact Men Ministry. Uh, we have an identity now. Uh, you can go to the website to order your shirts. Men, I just want to remind you to order your shirts on the third Sunday. We'll wear our shirts. 
And then um, also um, we'll be meeting next Sunday. Amen. We'll be meeting next Sunday uh, at 1015. Amen. If you have not gotten your men's membership, uh, we have a membership card for the men. Amen. I told the ladies they can't even look at it. Don't be trying to look at our stuff. Amen. They want to look at our stuff. They want to know. Amen. Lonzo, don't be showing that stuff. Lonzo over there is trying to show off our stuff. Amen. It's a secret. Amen. Deke, did you hand them out? Okay. All right. Deke holding the cards, y'all. So, amen. Then Sister Hunt talking about, we finna get our own. I'm like, amen. The, the, can I tell you something, brothers? These women be talking about us back. Let me tell you what they be saying. They be like, shoot, we don't need no car. We always here. You know, see? So, brothers, we got to change that narrative, okay? We, we got to. We got to change. And here's the other thing they say. Y'all want to know what they say? Let me tell you what else they say. They say, oh, yeah, Pastor, let's see how long that lasts. I ain't going to point no fingers and call no names about who said that. But, brothers, y'all got to, y'all got to prove, come on, y'all, help me not to look bad. Will you please? All right. Now, now the one thing I know about men, okay, we, we need an assignment. All right. And every man has an assignment now in this church. If you don't have an assignment, come see me. We got some for you. But gentlemen, can I encourage you this way? It is our job to lead. God has called the man to lead. This is not a this is not a, a, a situation where it's male against female, but it is what God's order is. God's order is the man is supposed to lead his family. The man's supposed to lead in church. Amen. But gentlemen, we have to prove them wrong. We are going to continue. Amen. Can, can y'all sisters please pray for us? Huh? Can y'all pray for us? I can't hear y'all. All right, good. Now, men, Monday, we are on the prayer line. We're on the prayer line Monday. Every man on the prayer line. You ain't got to say nothing. Just clock in. All right? And then on the third Sunday, we're on the front line. All right? But I need you to have your shirt by then. So, so I need you to order your shirt online. Amen. I don't want to hear that, but I don't order stuff online. You order everything else online. Amen. So if you need me to order it for you, I'll order it for you, okay? But listen, it's real easy. You're going to go to the website and order it. We need our shirts so that we can represent, amen, the impact men ministry. Come on, impact. Let's say it together, impact. It sounds masculine, doesn't it? Impact, amen. Let's pray over these gifts. Father, let's impact these offerings now. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless the gifts, bless the givers, Lord. I pray for the men of this church, God, that they would be proud to be part of a ministry, God, where they can serve you, God, and give you glory and praise, Lord. Keep the men of this church, Lord. Keep them strong. Keep them 
Lord, committed, keep them, Lord, Christ-like, Lord, in their approach to life. And God, when it gets tough, may they remind themselves that our motto is no man left behind. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. Come on, let's worship him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We're not going to stop worshiping on this morning. Would you all stand to your feet as we go into our last song that says glory and honor. Let's give glory and honor to God on this morning. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
tell you what John's picture of heaven was like John says in the book of Revelation that when he saw heaven the scene was a worship service and he says the 24 elders was there worshiping they were worshiping heaven will be about worship y'all it's not going to be something that you just sit and look at it's something that you will participate in because you're going to be so grateful and so appreciative for what God through Jesus Christ has done for you that you will be worshiping it is a worship scene y'all and so I encourage you this morning amen keep worshiping keep worshiping don't stop and don't let nothing stop your worship this morning. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. My goodness, it is good. It is awesome to be in his presence one more time. Uh, also, I want to mention to the men, we will be having our men's uh, fellowship. Amen? We're going to have a little light breakfast, uh, you know, Connell breakfast on next Sunday, second Sunday, second and fourth Sunday at 10.15, amen, 10.15, we're going to meet together, we're going to just fellowship together, amen, we're trying to get our brother, not trying, we're getting our brothers back into fellowshipping, talking to one another, encouraging one another, amen, so that will be, uh, and I believe uh, Sister Hunt, will. I, I believe the sisters are going to be doing the same thing 
at the same time. Amen. So, so we're, we're trying to, we're trying, we're getting our church back. Come on, somebody. You know, I miss fellowship. How many miss fellowship? Talking to one another, encouraging one another. Amen. And some of you are halfway part-time comedians and stuff, but we already said we're going to, some people can't handle it. So we, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to encourage each other as iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another. Amen. And so I just want to remind you, second and fourth will be our men's and women's fellowship. Amen. Um, also on the third Wednesday, we're going to be doing our locker room, men's locker room. Women of faith will meet at the same time, amen, but we'll have our locker room, amen, where we're going to be talking about, we're going through the book, The Man Code, amen. If you have your Man Code book, dust it off, amen. I know some of you got under the seat in the car, amen. Go on, pick it back up, <laughs> amen. As soon as we started Man Code, the Omicron came, amen. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get back on track, amen? Tell your neighbor we're going to get back on track, amen? Back on track, but we're going to do it carefully, slowly, amen? And we're going to do it for the glory of God. How many are happy to be here today? Amen. Amen. I sense the spirit of God is in this place. And, uh, it's, it's good to be in the house of God, amen? I think about my life sometimes. I think about how Lord has transitioned me to this point. Um, and, and I'm so grateful, so grateful y'all. I don't take it for granted what God has done for me. I often think about where he brought me from. It, 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 it it's almost, um, it's almost sometimes unbelievable when I think about where God brought me from, from a little country, third world country. I don't think you're hearing me. Amen. Uh, to America. And then to go from a shelter. Well, Y'all ain't trying to hear. Homeless. Yeah. Amen. Homeless at 16. Living on the streets in Boston. Toughing it out. Thugging it out. Amen. Had to grow up fast. Had to make quick decisions. To where I am today. You want to know why I'm serious about this? Because it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. See, I was like some of you. I used to want to change, but couldn't. Come on, somebody. I used to talk like I, I had a good talk game, but no execution, no consistency. But when the Lord got a hold of me, when I surrendered my heart to Jesus, saved me and I'm grateful that he's given me this opportunity amen and I humbly accept the assignment every week okay but I want to tell you if he did it for me he can do it for you how many believe he can do that for you you know what's striking to me when Peter and John was going up to the temple at the gate called Beautiful, there was a lame man there. He was blind and lame. He had been there for over 30 years. 
And I'm wondering, how in the world can you sit in front of the church and never be changed? Think about it. Well, let's rewind the table. How is it that you can sit around the church and no one invites you in? But how is it that you can come to church and remain the same? That to me is baffling. The Bible says there's salvation in no other name. There's no other name that has been given under heaven by which a man or woman shall be saved. There's power in the name of Jesus. You just got to call on that name. All right. All right. Let me stop. That's just my introduction to my message. Open your Bibles to the book of uh, Mark. We're moving on from giving. I'm, ooh, somebody's like, thank you. I ain't talking about no more money. What we got? On screen? Oh. Okay. So we, we made budget? All right, we made budget. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Praise God. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, let's thank him. Come on, let's thank him. We made budget. We made budget. We made budget. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. I asked my leaders, I asked them, I said, I, I'm asking y'all to pray. I said, I'm not getting in this pulpit anymore and beg. We're going to pray. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise one more time. Amen. Thank you. So every week, we're going to put that on the screen. And whatever we don't have, we're going to try to make it. Amen? Our budget is $3,200 a week. That's what we need to make every week. And we're over budget. We're over budget. Come on, y'all. Let's celebrate that, y'all. Amen. And if you're a tithe paying member in this church, I do have the yearly report for you. I, I know I did that on Wednesday, on a couple Wednesdays back. But if you need that report, I have it. You can have a copy of it, amen, so you can see what we did with the resources that God gave us for 2021, amen? Amen. That's public information for the tithe-paying member, amen. All right, all right, let's go on. Mark chapter 5, Mark chapter 5, Lord, you are so good, amen. Mark chapter 5, and I want to deal with one verse. I'm going to go into a new series, and... Um, it's, it's still new direction, but, a, but a, new, a new character we're going to look at. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's, that's a big deal, y'all. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But I, I, I want to say this to somebody that needs to know this. You're struggling, but if you just stop worrying and start praying, God will supernaturally make it happen. Stop worrying. Be faithful. And he'll give you the crown. 
Mark chapter 5, verse 25. I'm sorry. Where am I? 25. Oh, yeah, 25. I'm sorry. Yeah, 25, 26. <laughs> Amen. All right. My, Mark, I got sidetracked. Okay. Mark 25. I mean, Mark 5, verse 25 says a woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years and had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. I want to talk about today, I want to start this new series, a new direction, but I want to talk about how to deal with your issues. Tell your neighbor how to deal with your issues, because you got some issues. How to deal with your issues. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, thank you. We love you so much, and as we take a peek into the life of this woman with no name, all we know is her condition. Her condition describes who she is. But today, as we work through this text, use me now for your glory. Forgive me of my sins, clear my mind, clear my heart, and also do that for your people as they receive a word from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Amen. How to deal with your issues. Amen. Um, mo most of us, um, or most common issues in life, gears around health crisis, workplace issues, emptiness, friendship issues, failure, financial, career pressure, unfair treatment. Life's journey is treacherous. It has ups and downs, curves and twists and turns, problems and challenges in life, a part of the game. No matter how much you plan your life, stuff will keep happening to challenge you. Amen. It will cross your path. And can I say this to you? Being a victim often happens because instead of processing our feelings of being vulnerable and scared, we pretend we're fine and instead we choose not to deal with the issues. Come here, let me talk to you for a minute. Many of us have played the victim. Many of us will not process what we really feel. God knows you that. He, in fact, has given you what you need to deal with your issues. But the question is, are you going to take a real look at your issues today? Can I say this to you? There are many of us that are repeating the cycle. We continue to ignore what's real. God wants you 
to face the stuff in your life that's causing you to derail. Sometimes our issues are getting worse and we keep neglecting it. We keep saying, I'm okay, anybody? I'm all right. It's going to work itself out. And then you look up five years later and you still got those same issues. Maybe it's God's way of growing you. Maybe it's God's way of trying to get your attention. The longer we neglect our issues, the longer we live with them. Jesus in our passage is on a healing crusade. He is on his way to heal a little girl. But prior to this, he had healed a demonic man. A man in the previous chapter, chapter 3, we find that he anointed and appointed his 12 disciples. Chapter 5, if we go forward, he's performing miracles. But the thing about Jesus, what I love about Jesus is that not only can he heal your physical problems, he can also heal your emotional problems. Many of us are wondering why we do what we do, why we act the way we do. It is because there's a possibility that we have not dealt with the true issues, the real issues, the matters of the heart. Jesus is on his way ministering, and he's ministering to a grown woman, but he's also ministering to a young girl. Two people in two desperate conditions and in a helpless posture. Do I have anybody? Have you ever been there? Where you're just helpless? Where you're just vulnerable? Where you just don't know and you, you just can't figure it out? And, and the passage of scripture talks about the fact that Jairus who came to Jesus and fell to his feet in verse 22 and he implored Jesus saying my little daughter is at the point of death you see he had ran out of options do I have anybody what do you do when you run out of options what do you do when you don't know what to do what do you do when things are out of your hands? What do you do? The, the one thing that he realized that he could do is go to Jesus. I'm not sure who you're going to. I'm not sure how you're dealing with your issues. But I, I, I realize that in life, sometimes we keep repeating the same cycle. How many of you are tired of the cycle? You keep repeating it over and over again, and you keep finding yourself right back to where you are, unsatisfied, empty. Come on, somebody. Searching for something to make you whole again. But Jesus agreed. The text says in verse 23, it says in verse 23, he says, and implored him earnestly, saying, my little girl is, my little daughter is at the point of death. Look at the desperation. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she may, she will get well and live. He went off with him and he went off with him. Let me say this about Jesus. You see, Jesus is on his way to heal this little girl. But 
in between this story, there's a woman. Let's talk about her for a minute. We don't know her name. We don't know how old she is, but we do know that she's a woman of means. The text will reveal that to us. In other words, she could do bad by herself. In other words, she didn't have a husband. The text never mentions her husband. As a matter of fact, if she had a husband, the text would not have said she spent all she had. It would have said he, she spent all that he had. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I'm trying to help you. I hope y'all today. That's what the text says. You got to read the text carefully to see what it's really saying. And in this time, a woman who had money, the woman who had means, amen, meant that she didn't really need a man. You understand what I'm saying. Watch out now. Somebody said, I don't need no man. You know, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. thing. She was taking care of herself. You see, I gave you an illustration last week of Rockefeller, who had everything. Remember that? But the one thing he lost that he could not buy was what? His health. You see, many times our issues that show up in our lives emotionally affects us physically. Some of us don't even realize that the reason why you can't sleep Reason why your blood pressure is so high, reason why stuff is breaking down and stuff don't work like it used to work is because there's a sneaky suspicion in your heart and in your mind that you're possibly not dealing with the real issues. And I want to encourage somebody here today, you have to deal with the real issues. You have to get down to the source. You have to get down to the root Because if you don't get down to the source of the root, you'll find out that you and I will keep on repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. This woman, the Bible says she had a hemorrhage. Verse 25. This woman had an issue. And her issue was chronic It was almost like a chronic abnormal tumor of the uterus. It was a spring of blood that kept flowing. It it was almost, it it was an embarrassment to her. But it was also an affliction to her. She suffered chronic blood loss, which meant that she was probably anemic, and physically weak. I'm trying to paint the picture. But this woman, the text says, a woman who had a hemorrhage. And I believe that if you're going to handle your issues, if you're going to deal with your issues, the first thing you must do is identify what kind of issue you have. So your issue and my issue are two different issues. Here's the thing. Is your issue physical? Is your issue spiritual? Is your issue mental? Is your issue emotional? Is your issue financial? Is your issue relational? See, 
the reason why you have to pinpoint what the issue is and what kind of issue it is, because for each one of those issues, there's a different solution to it. Do I have a witness? There's one fixer, but there's a different solution. You see, oftentimes, if you won't deal with the issue, it will affect you physically. It will affect you spiritually. Watch this. Some people, when they get sick, they done with church. They're like, I can't go to church. Do you not know that this is a hospital? Do you not know that this is the place that God can heal you? Listen, can I tell you something? God will use your issue to help you spiritually. This woman didn't know she had a spiritual problem. She did. Can I tell you something? Every issue is linked to your spiritual life. Every issue. I'm going to say it one more time. Every issue is linked to your spiritual life. But here's the thing. When you identify the kind of issue you have, then you can go to the word of God to find the spiritual solution for it. You can't take the wrong scripture and put it on the wrong problem. Amen. Scripture is right all the way around. What I'm saying is you got to take the right scripture and put it on the right problem so that you can see yourself come out of your issues. So may I ask you a question? What kind of issue do you have? Pastor, do you have time? The woman said next, the text says she had a hemorrhage for how long? So the next point will be this. Identify how long you've had the issue. 12 years, 144 months, 4,380 days, 625 weeks. She's now living with the facts. She is so, she's a social outcast and she's suffering physically. But she knows that something has to be done. See, an alcoholic ain't going to think he's an alcoholic. I can quit anytime. Okay, quit this week then. Well, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> oh, I just need this marijuana to calm me down. Now you're just using that as an excuse not to deal with your issues. See, because you wasn't born with a marijuana stick in your mouth, you see. See, before you started using drugs, you had a clear mind. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? See, and oftentimes we're medicating our issues, and God says you got to get out of that because guess what? I need you to deal with your issues spiritually so that you can get up out of it. See, what excuses are you using? How long? How long? How long? She doesn't have a husband. I said that early, right? She uses her money. She uses her money. She's suffering physically. She's a woman oppressed, depressed, but determined. She's had enough. How many of you done had enough? When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's not time to quit. It's time to face the facts. How long? 
have I been living with this? How long have I accepted mediocre? How long have I accepted not good enough? How long have I accepted my issues and say what the doctors say, but I know somebody greater than your doctor? How long? How long? Can I tell you something? If, if it's something that's been with you longer than a week, longer than a month, come on, y'all, it's problems. And now it doesn't turn into years. For years, you come home and you won't speak to your wife. Years, you come home and you won't talk. Tell your neighbor you got an issue. Years, you're trying to do better, but you just can't do better because you don't believe in yourself. Listen, and I want to say to somebody here today, you're suffering with an inferior complex. But you got to face that giant because you are good enough. You are a creature in Christ. Come on, somebody. Now, now we can look at this woman on two sides of the coin, okay? She only did what she know what she knew to do. She wasn't a Jew, doesn't tell us, and I'm assuming she was a Gentile. Amen. I believe she was a Gentile. Text doesn't tell us. But one thing I do know is that she didn't know anything about God. Why do I say that? Let's look at the text. The text says, and had endured much at the hands of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. See, here's what natural people do, not Christians. Here's what worldly people do. Uh-oh, I'm about to get slammed for this one. Now, I ain't got no problem with physicians and doctors and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. When you got a spiritual issue and your physical issue is a direct link to your spiritual issue, you got to go back to the source. The text says she had gotten got. She had endured. This word means to suffer. Imagine this. Imagine this. Imagine you going to the doctor every week, every month for your issue. When your issue really was spiritual. Here's the thing. She's endured much physically. Here's the next point. You got to identify how long you have that issue. But the second, third thing you got to do is this. Identify how long have you dealt with it? How have you dealt with it? How you have dealt with the issue? Have you looked at it? from a spiritual perspective. Physically. I'm talking about physical. Yes, she suffered, but the doctors still didn't cure her. As a matter of fact, they used her in some form of a study, some form of a medical study. They, she was just a guinea pig. They used her for research. I'm trying to help somebody today. 
Many times our physical is a reflection of our spiritual. Here's the thing. Either you want healing hands or human hands. She didn't know, but as we peeked into her life, we can learn something from her. Maybe that physical ailment is an indicator of her spiritual condition. Maybe that's what it was. And let me say this. When you've tried everything and it's not getting better, what do you really do? I'm going to show you that next week. But I just want to give you the prelude to this. Here's what I'm asking you. Is your physical issue a reflection of your spiritual issue? And then you say, no, pastor, it's not. It's just my body's breaking down. I get it. But can God still heal you? Do you still have faith? I've watched people with medical issues break down mentally spiritually, emotionally, and watches it, it, it worsens their condition, and then all of a sudden they're out of here. The text says she had suffered much at the hands of many physicians. Now, I get it. I get it. Here's what I get. I get that if something is wrong with you physically, you go to a physical doctor. But have you ever thought about your issues really need spiritual medicine? Have you ever thought that even with your physical condition that God can heal you? How many believe God can heal today? You got to bring your issue. How many believe that he can heal mentally? He can heal emotionally. He can heal physically. But if you don't, Deal with it. If you keep putting it off, how many have been putting it off? Just putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Watch what he says. What the text says. The text says, and she had spent what? All. Wait a minute. So the doctors were gaining out of it. Let me ask you this question. You, you think the church wants your money, but you've been giving it to weed man is rich. He didn't bought him a new car. Tax time. Specs stocks went up over pandemic. Y'all ain't trying to hit me. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Watch this. Watch this. Check this out. They had spent, she had spent all that she had and was not helped at all. Let, let me ask you something. Let, let, let me ask you something. Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? How much has it cost you? And you're still not helped. How much? What's your price tag? How 
much have you wasted? Oh, I wish I had somebody. Some people thinking that I'm cursed. You're not cursed. God wants to bless you. God is blessing you, but you're using the resources on the wrong solution. So here's the next point. You got to identify. Can I tell you something? I don't pray the same thing every day. But there's some things I bring before God every day. I just, I want to ask you a question. How's that working out for you? What solutions are you using? What what are you using? The the Bible says that she spent all that she had and was not helped. Anybody ever feel like that? How long do you have to suffer to see the solution is not working? How long? People people get into bad relationships, right? And it's not working. Like, it's not working. Like, seriously. But watch this. It can work if you go get some help. But the one thing about our culture, we don't think counseling works. That ain't for us. You understand what I'm saying? Because, you know, counseling ain't for us. Hopeless. Check this out. If your solution leaves you hopeless, helpless, exhausted, and bankrupt, that wasn't a solution. Or maybe she gave it all, and maybe that's what it is. This woman had long pockets. Why do I say she had long pockets? 12 years she's been going to the doctor. Doctors. She done heard, oh yeah, he can hear you. Oh, he, he can hear you. And then she get there. And now it took her 12 years to, to be bankrupt. She had a lot of money. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. What price are you paying for not dealing with your issues? Let me ask you, are you tapping into your other resources now to help your issues, to look for, to look for hope? Let me help you. Let me hope you. Stop. See, maybe God had to allow her to hit rock bottom. When nothing else is there to turn to, doctors won't see it. Watch this. My question is, does she get a refund? She didn't get no refund. She didn't get no refunds. I got 14 minutes. She, she didn't get no refunds. But she couldn't go back to these physicians for 12 years. Man, come on, man. 
Like, seriously, can I say this to you? Like, after the first year, you ought to see this stuff ain't working. This Noonie juice ain't working. This diet tea ain't working, y'all. Shit, I got to go to the gym. I ain't trying to mess up your hustle. I'm just saying. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. How long? How long? Evaluate the solution. Like, is it working for you? If it's not working, then what do you got to do? Listen, listen, you know you can save yourself some time, right? And some money and some hardship if you just turn to Jesus. You see, when we lose everything in our ability to, to fix our issues, then maybe you'll see Jesus. I says, your only solution is Christ. Next week, I'll show you what that looks like. But first, you got to identify these things. Lastly, the text says, and but rather had grown what? Worse. Next thing you have to do, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this. You have to identify if your issues, can I ask you a question? Is it getting worse? Is it getting worse than what it is now? Oh, oh uh, you, don't don't be fooled, okay? Watch this. Just because it's not as intense as it used to be, you still got the issue. Oh, we talking now. No, boo, you need to go on for months, years, weeks, you know, that kind of stuff. Take the wins, but ask yourself a question. Tell your neighbor, is it get ask your neighbor. Say, say neighbor, I don't mean to pry. Is it getting worse? Somebody said it already got worse, Pastor. Let me ask you this question. Can I ask you a question? When you go to the doctor, you're supposed to get better, huh? <laughs> That's the goal, right? But the text says, rather grew what? If your issues are worse than when you started, it's a clear sign that you have the wrong solution. You're going to the wrong source. And, and, and I'm asking somebody here today, what's going on? Are you still turning? To a source that will never fix your issue. Why won't you come to counsel? Why won't you surrender to Jesus? It's getting worse. If the ship is sinking, what do you do? Don't jump off, put on a life vest. Because some of you can't swim. Do I have women? Back in the day, they used to travel in buggies and wagons. 
And there was a creek that most in this one town that they had to cross. And during the rainy seasons, the mud was heavy and there was a, a deep holes in the road so they couldn't keep going. It happened so frequently that the wagons were stalled in the creek. But there was a farmer who lived near the creek and he had a strong team of mules harnessed to pull those wagons out of the mud. He didn't charge them a fee. It was a neighborly act. You see, this life has many muddy roads. Individuals get bogged down in many circumstances in life. But if you have faith in God, amen, he'll pull you up out of the mud. He'll bring you through the valley of despair. He'll pick you up, y'all. He'll turn you around. He'll place your feet on the solid ground. He'll turn your life around. You don't have to live permanently with those issues. If you use the right solution. Listen, you are not trapped. You're not backed into a corner. You serve a God. 12 years. Can I ask you something? Have you been financing your healing? Hmm. You didn't hear me. Have you been financing your issue? Funding your issue? Fueling your issue? Watch this. Watch this. She gave all she had and it grew worse. That sounds like fire. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Watch this. She was throwing gasoline on her problem. Because it grew what? If the relationship ain't getting better, if the job ain't getting better, if the circumstance is not getting better, then you have to stop and ask. How can I deal with this issue? Give God a hand clap of praise. I leave you today. I was so excited to, to get here to teach this today because God reminded me this week. I know this. Sometimes you get caught up because I feel, I felt, I've been feeling lately the pressure of ministry. Had been there in a long time because I've always had faith. But strong men get weak sometimes. And this is what I did. I prayed for you. I prayed for this church. Listen to me real good. I prayed for this church. And this is how I ended up here. I said, Lord, what are the people that you've allowed me to pastor? What are they going through? He said, they got issues. And they ain't dealing with it. That's why they are the same 
they're growing in certain areas that they're strong in. But their issues are preventing them from serving me. And until they deal with their issues, they can't serve me because they're consumed by their issues. That's what the Lord told me. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm sorry, is he right or is he wrong? So he gave me the solution. I'll be back next week to show you how this one woman who lost everything. She lost everything. It took her 12 years to get broke. She had a grip. I don't know what she did, but she was balling 12 years to exhaust everything you have. But you know what's mind-blowing to me? Like, after the second year, I've been like, hold on, man. These, these quack doctors, they ain't doing nothing. Sometimes you be feeling like that about the doctors. You know? And then you don't even see them. You sit in the room about 20, 30, 40 minutes, and then they send the nurse in. The doctor said, uh, he be, uh, okay, this was a, take this and go home. Wait a minute. And you still got to pay the copay, right? But they still got to pay the copay. Imagine if she were taking all that money and gave it to the king. Imagine, imagine that. But, watch this, her issue brought her into scripture. Her issue was recorded in the canon. Her issue made the top 10 list. For us, for us. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Anybody here want to deal with your issue today? Would you come? I want to pray for you. Carol Ann, come on up here. We're going to deal with your issue. We're going to put your issue in the Lord's hands. She ain't bad. She ain't bigger than God. But she is your issue. And we're going to put your issue on the altar. Anybody else need to bring their issue? To the Lord today. Today's your day. Today's your day. Today's your day. Now is the time. You have exhausted everything you have. Trying to figure it out. Trying to do this, trying to do that, coming up with the next great thing, the next great idea. But can I tell you something? Until your issues are solved. It's difficult to have a clear mind. Some of us got issues in our marriage so deep we won't talk about it. We got issues at job we can't get along with nobody. Oh, come on and help me. Come on up here. Just come on. You just might as well. I told you, workplace issue is an issue. Okay? Listen, listen, but listen, you have to realize that you have dominion over that place. You, you are the light of that place. So stop letting them snuff you out. I don't understand that. God is saying today to this church, to this church, to these people 
right here, right now. It's time for us to deal with our issues. And I believe, I believe, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of the word of God. And I believe that today is the time God is going to release you today. Hallelujah. When they're trying to get a solution to a problem, they get caught up in, in all of the trappings and all of the, the, the technical piece. If, if we have an issue, okay, we have an issue communicating. Okay, uh, what do we need to do? You need to talk more. Well, how are we going to do it? Well, when I get home, I'm going to say something to you. When I get home, I'm going to say something to you. Okay, let's put that on the table. Let's practice, let's practice that this week. That's it. We don't have to be like all day, all day talking about well, what you didn't do in the past and all this other stuff. No, that's it. Solution. Then you move on to the next issue. You move on to the next issue. Move on. Then you come back to marriage. You go, oh, you know. Thank you. 
Let's pray together. Let's pray. We have some real issues at this altar right now. And Father, I just come now to lift each and every person around this altar right now who had the courage to get up, Lord, to say, yes, I have an issue. Yes, I've been trying to deal with it. Yes, I've tried everything. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. And I pray in the name of Jesus, Father God, thank you for leading us in this direction, God. Bless your people now. Give them the strength, Lord. Give them the wisdom, God. Help them to surrender their issues at this altar right now. And even those watching online and even those sitting down right now, touch us all, God, so that we can get rid of these issues. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah to his holy name. We'll be praying for Brother Mitchell's surgery tomorrow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Listen, I, I, I want to tell you, I, I, I don't mean to get excited about certain things, but I want to say this to y'all. I'm not, I'm not proud of, the, of my past. That's why I don't glorify it, but, but I've been there. And when I see a mother agonizing over a child, it brings me back to where what I did to my parents. I wasn't saved. Uh, you know, I'm not using that as an excuse, but I was not saved. And I mistreated my parent, my mom, in a terrible way, but I paid the price. That's why I don't look for pity, because I accepted the consequence of my actions. Okay? When I was living outside on the streets, I knew it was a direct result of my disobedience, what the Bible says. When you disrespect your parents, and I'm saying that to every child in this place today, amen, and even older people, amen, don't mistreat them when they get older, okay, but when they, but, but I want to say this to you, that's, that's one of my pet peeves, that's one of my things, that, that with kids, I don't play that, you respect your parent, and, and you give them utmost respect, amen, why? Because they do that. You don't know what they had to go through to raise you, to bring you where you are now. Now you have the audacity. Come on, somebody. To do all kinds of craziness? I don't play that. Amen. So I just that's just my stand on things. So forgive me if you took offense to it. Hey, that's you. Uh, I'm just letting you know where I stand on that. And, and here's the thing. And I believe that right is right. Wrong is wrong. Amen. We respect. I don't play that with my own girls. Amen. We, we, we got a good understanding. And they're adults. But they still respect us. Amen. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. <laughs> Amen. Daddy, you don't understand. I get that all the time. I don't never understand that. <laughs> but you don't understand that. But, you know, they, you know, they, they, <laughs> Amen. But, but listen, let's stand to be dismissed. We want to pray for the Ukraine today. Uh, we want to pray for Ukraine. We want to pray for those people that are losing their lives in the battle. Join me on Bible study, please. Join me on Bible study uh, Wednesday night. Um, join me on Bible study. Men, you got your membership cards? All right. That's it. We got membership cards. Amen. Membership cards. Amen. Uh, and order your order your shirt. We got hats too. Amen. 
And so let's let's make it happen. Amen. All right. Well, we got hats. We got hats. Can't have no men's hat. Got to be in the club. No, it says men impact on there. Amen. So yeah, we got men's hat. All right. Watch out now. We come. Be don't be surprised. We have men's shoes here coming real soon. Impact men's shoes. Gonna be stepping up in here. Amen. <laughs> Amen. He's just jealous. Oh Lord. We get us some jackets too. Y'all want to play? Don't spend all y'all have now, cause we, you know, us men, we gonna get, you know, we're the breadwinners. Remember that. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Uh, for your grace and mercy. Thank you that real issues have been dealt with at this altar today. Thank you that the word is what changes us. Thank you, Lord, for saving us and bringing us to this place. And thank you for the worship experience we had today. Now give us safe traveling mercies. Now unto him who's able to keep us from falling, to the only wise God, be majesty, dominion, and power, now henceforth and forevermore. And may we all say, Amen. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Be blessed.